Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merlin for the first time in like over a week, I think I'm here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters and Craig Craig's busy. Craig oh, is, oh, is, it, is it time for the show? I'm sorry. <laughs> let, let me put Henry David Thoreau down and uh, join you guys on the <laughs> He's so bougie. Uh, how about this backdrop in my buddy's house? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So where in the we need to do a, a, a geography check. Where in the world is everybody right now? Craig, we'll start with you in that library that you're in. I am in Scarborough, Maine, which is just outside of Portland. Uh, my buddy has a place up here. He'll be eventually retiring up here. Uh, he's a he's a headmaster at a, a prep school in in uh, Saltboro, Mass. Headmaster. But yeah, he's he's pretty impressive. He's pretty <laughs> impressive. I told him no photo bombing though. He's kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, well, I probably will get some guests during my show. My for sure, my dog is going to photobomb us. I'm not worried. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, <laughs> driving because I saw your, all the trouble you guys had in your plane thing. So I drove from Arizona and I'm driving to Minnesota. By the way, if you look on a map, that's a long, long way away. Man, that's a long way. I mean, I've looked at hours. the map because we were in Minnesota last week, so I saw I know. exactly where <laughs> we were. Exactly, driving through Minneapolis Boy. tomorrow morning. So. So I'm at my mother-in-law, as you can see, she's a redneck woman <laughs> behind my mother-in-law yeah. in Iowa. So that's that's what I got going today. Um, oh my so anyway, God. I expect the dog to join us any any time. And I'm, I will say this, Leah, after all of you, we'll have to hear about your troubles, but I think it's probably a little warmer in Arizona than it is in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, I, I did make it back to Arizona. I am back finally somehow made it back um walked out of the airport it was nighttime so hot and i was like i really was ready to get out of canada just because all the issues but the weather wow it was phenomenal what happened yesterday what happened yesterday so, so yesterday i get to the airport and this is the thing about me is i track my flights and my planes so this happened when craig and jacob and i were in minneapolis our flight was not delayed, but I could see that our incoming plane hadn't left yet and they just hadn't told us yet. So this happened again to me where yesterday I get to Montreal airport. I'm waiting for my first flight, which was taking me to Washington Dulles, lovely airport, by the way. Um, <laughs> and Shame. I can see that my incoming plane to Dulles was delayed two and a half hours. 
So my plane was supposed to leave at 6.30, and it said estimated arrival to Dulles was 8.30. And I hadn't, but they hadn't said anything yet. Um, So I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, I already had a long three-hour layover ahead of me, not including the delay. So I'm calling my mom. I'm having her look up flights, seeing if there's anything that can get me sooner. Luckily, somehow, while I was in the air, they changed it. So they had a different plane coming for us. Um, And it was still delayed, but it was less delayed than I originally thought it would be. And I ended up, actually, I ended up getting back to Phoenix at the original time I was supposed to get Wow. But you had more adventures on the ground, Leah. You haven't shared the entire story yet about, uh, you know, basically wandering the side of the road with your luggage oh, looking yes. for a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, so Saturday <laughs> night, everyone, my, so my friend came up from Boston um, and she had to leave. She had a, like a personal emergency to go home to. So she left and I was left. And this is not against her because I said, I'll get out here. But I was literally on the side of the road in Montreal with my suitcase and my backpack with nowhere to go <laughs> because the place I was supposed to go, I wasn't hearing back from. I couldn't use Uber because I had to send Jacob to the airport and he was using my Uber app. So I was just, I had 20% battery. I have my suitcase on my backpack and I was just. On the streets of Montreal. On the streets of Montreal. Yeah. So it's just everyone associated with me, Craig or Jacob on the trip was cursed. Um, my friend then got detained at the border for two and a half hours. So you know, Jacob's flight was delayed back to Phoenix. Although I don't know if he told you this, Craig, he was on the plane with all of the Coyote staff, including yeah, yeah. Jane Doe. Yeah, that's cool. So, he did tell me that. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, Petey, someone just asked what's in your cabinets. I assume it's lots of guns. Well, it's my mother-in-law's house. So if you can imagine what would be in your mother-in-law's cabinet in an office in a house that's in Des Moines. not new. Well, I mean, <laughs> so it does say woman, everything so she's ever guns. had. Everything she's ever had in the last 30 years. <laughs> I know, every scrap of paper that she's ever I'm not going to open them. It's not Buddy, how long was this drive? Um, all the way to Minnesota will be about 32. But we have the dog with us, too. So that makes it. Still, sh- still it's about yeah. the same time it took me and Craig to get to Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, and it's not that bad. We put on the Yacht Rock, put a little Yacht Rock 311 on Sirius XM and stop every couple hours for gas. Dog go to the bathroom and eat couple of hotels in albuquerque and in kansas somewhere I forgot where in kansas emporia kansas mother-in-law's for a couple of days and then off to my um <laughs> off to northern minnesota so there you go it's good yeah, honestly it's fine i, I driving is fine driving is totally fine we don't drive at night anymore because we're old um but it could we could be at the development camp so if i was there i'd be going to dev camp leah are you physically going i am i am yeah. physically going um tomorrow so more to come we'll get to that in a second luckily for the first round picks the first round arizona county's picks they got to fly private to phoenix um on alex morello's private jet so they made it here in ample time i'm sure you they couldn't get on that lovely... Leah, somehow no i was i didn't make the short list for that no invitation one. nope 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 we were on that list i, I wasn't coming home anyways you guys knows i'm i'm in maine right now one more Otherwise. traveling thing before we get on to development camp by the way I wanted to drive from Montreal to Maine because it's a beautiful drive through upstate Vermont and New Hampshire, but you can't get a rental car across the border these days. So I, I held to my plan. So I took a Greyhound bus from Montreal. Leah knows I left, I left the house. I left the uh, Airbnb at like 6 a.m. to get a bus. 
we went to Plattsburgh, New York, but we stopped, of course, at the border for customs. And it was going smoothly, relatively smoothly. It's not a fast process anyway, because you've got an entire bus worth of people that have to show proof of vaccination, show their passport, answer some questions. There was that one guy, that <laughs> one guy that held up the process. We had all made our way back to the bus. And we're waiting and waiting. The driver had even started up the engine because he figured we were minutes away. And he got off and he gets back on and he's cussing under his breath. And eventually the border agent gets on and says, you can go now. And the guy that was supposed to be the last passenger never showed up. So we don't know what happened to him. But I did eventually make it to Plattsburgh. And then I took my drive and it was absolute heaven. I stopped in Burlington, Vermont uh, for lunch. which is All of Vermont, northern Vermont is just gorgeous. Came through New Hampshire, saw all of my old stomping grounds where I went to school and made, way, made my way up to Portland, Maine, where I am right now. Is it wow. your family there or just you? Just me. My wife My wife is still in Ireland, by the way, teaching oh, okay. and complaining so, about being in Ireland. Because, so we're not going to feel sorry for her. No, no. Three-week program in Ireland, although she had some challenges of her own. The uh, faculty advisor that was there with her running the program tested positive for COVID. So he went into quarantine. <laughs> so she's running the whole thing herself. She's in Belfast right now watching basically like protests in the streets. It's an interesting time, but she'll be home the same day I will at the end of this week. What a what a summer. Yeah, <laughs> what a summer seriously. for us all. And by the way, producer Sean is on vacation this week. Um, he's back in Buffalo, New Buffalo. York. And then he's going to New York City later in the week because his birthday is on Friday. So everybody wish Sean a happy birthday on a Friday. Um, but yeah, our, the PHNX Coyotes crew is dispersed all across the United States right now, truly. Um, but everyone else is here for development camp, which is what we're going to talk about today and who, what, where, when, why, how, that's what we'll get into. So development camp kicks off this week, uh, today, actually, like mm -hmm. right now in about 20 minutes at 1130 today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you want to go, if you're local, it's at the Ice and Scottsdale. And today, tomorrow, and Friday are open to the public and it caps off with a black and white scrimmage at 6 p.m. on Friday at the Ice and Scottsdale. So head out. A great chance to see some Coyotes prospects, including a lot of names that Coyotes fans are familiar with. Um, ones that have been on the team, Dylan Gunther, Nathan Smith, Jack McBain, but then the newest Coyotes draft picks, Logan Cooley, Nick Connor Geeky, Maverick Lamoureux. So it's a great opportunity to get your eyes on some of these players in on the ice and Coyotes jerseys for the first time. And check out the flow in person. Yeah, oh the Geeky, a, lot of, a lot of them. There's a yeah. lot of flow. Logan Cooley had some good flow too. Yeah, so did right. Miko Matika. Hmm? Like, Look at you with all the names. Oh, we yeah. can go down the list. We can Jeremy the Langlois. Langlois. Yes, Langlois has some serious sick flow. Amazing. I'm not sure they're going to be big fans of that in the Arizona heat. We'll see how yeah, that goes. Once you get to be 112, she's a little steamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little toasty. But some other names, too, um, besides all of this year's draft picks, Ben McCartney, John Farinacci, Josh Stone, of course, Liam Kirk. Um, so just tons and tons of names. This is a really great opportunity. I believe it's also free to the public. It's kind of just, you got to not a ton of parking. So get there early, but, yeah. um, it's a, Dylan it's a really Gunther. good experience. Yep. Dylan Gunther's there just not skating. And, and, and interestingly, Avilia Fedotov made it over before in spite of all the issues. So that's an interesting prospect to watch. I'm going to try and touch base with him at some point. Not sure how much he's mastered the English language. And I definitely have not mastered the Russian language. 
Absolutely. you look at some of those names too, though, I mean, you're going all the way back to the 2018 draft when you look at Emerson and Kirk, like, so it, this goes, this covers the last four drafts. So there's a lot of kids spanning a lot of different age ranges. You've got kids that have been to the NCAA for years and now at a couple of camps, you've got early twenties all the way down to 18 year olds that are getting their first taste of it. So it's a pretty wide range. And I guess for people who want to go watch it, it gives you a chance to compare all of those people against each other and see where they're at in their development. And also get out of the heat into the nice, cool air inside the ice den. Um, ben Cross will be there, too. He's also Arizona State's goalie, so some local aspects. And it'll be cool. Obviously, we talked about the storyline with uh, Miko Matika playing on Denver this year, and we'll, they'll be playing against Arizona State. So he'll have his first opportunity to go up against Cross at this development camp as well. Um, so what is development camp? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I have one word for it. I'll let Petey talk because he was a part of the process. I, I would just say it's orientation. Yeah, it's it's. You don't want to overstate. We're going to talk about what I think about development camp. Yeah, I, I think it's great for these top draft picks to get to Arizona to prepare them for the main training camp in September. That's what this is about. It's more about them learning their way around, meeting the equipment staff and the medical staff, getting a tour of the facilities that they'll be going to training camp in, getting comfortable today so that in September, it's not a big, huge shock when they're there playing against NHL players trying to either make the team or develop for next year. It is not an evaluation camp. Yes. And, and it, it, you can't go, oh, Look at this guy skating versus that guy. Well, some guys have been skating for three months. Some guys' season just ended. Some guys haven't touched the ice in months. Some guys are hurt. Some guys don't have any equipment and literally land here, and the equipment staff gives them everything new, including new skates. It's it's not yeah. fair to compare these guys. It is about meeting the coaches, meeting the development staff, um, getting comfortable on the ice with your peers, meeting a core group. And there are things in the Valley, like you've got to learn. Hey, the first meeting, the first day of every one of these camps is make sure you hydrate, drink more water than you think you're going to drink. It's every meeting. I've heard the meeting. We could, <laughs> we used to recite the meeting underneath our breath that the GM, whether it was Don Maloney <laughs> or John Chaika was going to say, because you knew it. If you're hurt, make sure you tell the medical guys, don't hide any injuries. We're on the same team here. So don't hurt any of your players on the same team. We want you to compete. The big thing here is you're going to learn a couple of things. You want to see how the kids compete on the ice, how smart they are at getting through drills that they've never done before, because these are all new drills with a new coaching staff. How responsive are they on the ice to learning new things? That's important. Two is how do they carry themselves everywhere? Never be late. Don't be late to anything. I don't mean don't be late to breakfast, to vans, to meetings. Don't be late. That's really important. And it's how you carry your yourself among all of the other staff people. Is it please and thank you? Do you pick up your equipment or just throw it on the floor to let someone else pick it up? Those things, they get noticed. The on-ice stuff, there's a lot of leeway. There's not a lot of judging. It's just make sure they get through the drills and they work hard. It's not how well their skill is put together or how well they play together. And the scrimmage on Friday is going to be chaos. Guys haven't played together. We talked about different skill levels. Guys are in college. Guys are in junior. It's, it's going to be a, a little glimpse of some individual skilled players. But again, it's not that important. It's more important to them to be, or, like Craig said, it's an orientation to becoming a professional athlete and what's all entailed. They used to do in some of these things, they would have a chef come in and teach them how to cook. They would t literally take a bus of all of these guys, take them to a grocery store. 
not making this up, taking them to a grocery store and teaching them how to shop, look at labels, how to buy the right foods <laughs> and how to prepare stuff. them. And then they take it and then they go cook it because that's incredibly important. They'll do some, they'll do some team bonding things. They'll hike a mountain together. Um, and they'll spend a lot of time in the gym learning how to work out, how to get bigger, stronger, and they'll get individually detailed programs for each of their needs. And they get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with that entire staff that's in the gym. So when they leave here in a week, everybody's got a plan. Ice is important, but it's all about all of the other preparations to help you become a professional athlete. I love that grocery store anecdote. I've never heard that before in all my time. I don't know. It's, that's, that's great content right there. So PD, I wanted to ask you one question before I just weigh in shortly here. When they, when they talk about not being late, and, and by the way, it drives me crazy when people are late, like even five minutes late drives me crazy. Be early before you're late. Was that was that phrase still being uttered when Shane Doan came up through development camp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think there was development camp when Shane Doan was okay, at that. That explains it. I, and I will say this. When Shane's late, he's right on time, like right on time. Like just in that tiny, tiniest of windows that he would be on time. And by then he'd been a 15 year pro. So you get a little more leeway, but you're right. These guys, you'd be surprised. It's incredibly important to find out what kind of kids you have. And, and you, you know, Stan Wilson, the head equipment manager has been yeah. here since the team moved from Winnipeg and what Stan says matters. And if, if you don't treat him with respect and you don't treat him the right way, people find out. And yeah. I'm not saying he's a tattletale, but if you don't treat that, core employee staff the right way people will find out about it and that's it's just as important for that part of this as it is the ice part the ice part is so secondary they have to go through it they have to and it, it, the, i've seen it i've been with coaching staffs that have done two a days or three a days for that like they made the ice the most important thing that's mm -hmm. really shifted it's really going to be light lifting it's going to be a lot of flow drills because the, one they don't want guys getting hurt it's not, a, it, 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 you can't have a guy getting a major injury, pulling a groin right now. So it's not that important. It's just to get to know everybody on the ice, what they need to work on, what their skill set is, what things that I can do as a development coach to help improve you. So when you get here in September, you're ready to roll. Yeah. I, I want to preempt uh, readers, listeners uh, with a, a question that I don't want to get. It's not going to work because they're still going to ask us, what did you think of so-and-so? I, I thought he was really impressive and look, you can see particular skill sets in development camp. You can see what a guy's strengths are, but, but don't ask me at this point what I thought of a player seriously. Cause my answers are going to be like, well, he's a nice guy. Well, I, yeah. I thought he had nice hair or wow, he's really big. And that's about as deep as you're going to get for me on the evaluation right now. Because as Petey said, you don't do evaluations now. There's so many variables to consider. That's not what this is about. There's a time for that. There will come a time for that. But that time is not now. I will say this, though, Craig. Having said that, I've also been in the stands with coaches, scouts, and managers going, hey, look at that guy. Like, especially the guys that they were scouting and the guys that they were <laughs> helping draft. Yeah. Just, there's just that element you can't really help yourself. Oh, boy, was that guy good today. Oh, did you see how skilled he was, especially in the scrimmage on Friday? Oh, boy. <laughs> some of that. You can't help yourself but do yeah. some of that. And this is a situation you're not going to make the team in this week. You mm -hmm. can push yourself out of a spot. Like, yeah, that's and, true. And it's not, again, so, it's not on the ice. It's the stuff you do away from. It can really put you behind the eight ball if you don't work hard. That was going to be my question. Obviously, you just alluded the on-ice stuff isn't really what matters. The off-ice stuff does. Is there any way to maybe even set yourself up for more success or be more favored, you know, when it comes to real training camp? And like you just 
mentioned, can you elaborate more? You can actually, if you're, you know, doing all the wrong things off the ice, put yourself in, in a bad situation. 100%. And you can see, guys, especially there'll be a couple guys here because you need to fill two rosters. So not every one of these players is either a Coyote prospect or a Coyote draft pick. There are going to be some free agents coming here just to get a look. There are guys that this is their one chance. They have one week to stand out in whatever way that is. So it's important you do the off-ice stuff. But on-ice, again, it's not so much about the skill and how dynamic or how many goals you score in the scrimmage. It's about how hard you work. And I'll tell you this, it's happened in development camps where where players that are on a, a tryout just for development camp that will get invited to the next camp based on how hard or what an effort they can put in over these five days. It does happen. Now, as somebody from this group going to make the team? Well, yeah, I think we've got Nathan Smith, who's probably not going to play much. I think he's injured. McBain is probably a guy that you're going to have to look at is going to be on that borderline to make the team. So there are some players here that if they don't play this year, there are a lot of players that are going to play for the Coyotes off of this group today. It just might not be this season. So again, go there, work hard, learn, ask questions. And I tell you what, that that was another thing. Ask, ask, ask. They, if you ask ask about hockey to the coaches, ask about medical stuff to the medical guys, ask about training to the training guys. This is the best forum to learn before you get there in September, because when you get in September for main training camp, there is no time. Your schedule is completely regimented and it is no time. You don't have time to go, Hey, what about this? Or where's that? No, you got to go. So this is the time to get ready for September. That's what this is important. And yes, if you go to the scrimmage on Friday, you're going to go, Oh boy, that, you know, like Logan Cooley, did you see that skill? That was a great pass. And I, I can't help myself. We did it. Great pass. Oh boy. Did you see that Barrett Hayton? What a pass. Like who, who honestly, who cares? It matters three months from now in September. That's when it matters. Yeah. It's exciting. This is great. They put the coyote Jersey on for the first time. They get to hang out with each other. They get to meet guys that will be their friends for another decade that they're going to be friends and teammates with. This is a really important and interesting time for all these guys. And you know what? It's a debrief for the scouts. They'll all be there. And this is kind of the fruits of their label that they labor and they can just kind of enjoy it and take it in. So it's a really fun time. It's a really hard time for the staff because you got a lot of players that you're juggling trying to get through all of these different things in a matter of five days. So there's a lot to cover, but it is a really exciting time for these players. It's fun to just go watch the wide eyes and just go, wow, this is so cool. So this is a lot of fun this week. And are they also going to be doing like team activities off the ice as well, like bond, team bonding? Yep, they'll do. T- you know, they, they're usually is. I don't know this schedule particularly this year, but they there usually is team bonding events. Um, they'll do team dinners where they'll go somewhere, and then they'll make that a program, a part of that. Um, they, like I said, they've climbed the mountain. Um, they pick a different mountain in the valley, and they climb one of those. But, again, that's weather dependent. At 112, you don't want 40 kids from around the world Fainting. passing out on a mountain. So yeah. that is always – that one's weather dependent. But Send them yeah, out to absolutely. Camp Todd's Yeah. And it's funny, the movement, like I remember one time, this is hard. And that's one of the things that happens when you're doing this, when it's 112, 115. I remember one, one development camp we did in Peoria at the, the uh, ice, uh, the Peoria ice center, uh, just off the 101 and was 112. And because of the movement, let's see how did I just, all the buses roll back. So people are in and out of those big garage doors, they had ice problems and the ice went right down to the dirt. And you're trying to run development camp and you have holes in the ice where you have oh to either put tires gosh. or cones. And it's, it's just unfortunately part of the problem of doing this when it's 112. 
they're not going to run into those issues at the ice den Scottsdale. I mean, this is this, I'm talking about something that was 12, 12 years ago. Um, so they're not going to have those kind of issues at the ice den Scottsdale, but again, it's just trying to do these kind of events when it's 112 and you will have kids having dish issues with hydration and the heat. It's going to happen. You have kids getting, when I say sick, I mean, there'll be guys throwing up on the ice because they're just not used to this heat, this climate, this it's, it's hard to drink enough water. And I think you're going to see some kids learning. And again, it's learning process so that this doesn't happen in September so that they go, Oh, when they said drink water, they're not kidding. Drink water. Um, so I, I, I think if you didn't have this, September will be much more difficult and much more scary for these kids. Can you imagine? At least they're doing it all together with a bunch of 18 to 20 year olds. Can you imagine going to your first day and you're sitting next to Clayton Keller in the breakfast room and that's your first experience here with NHL athletes going, oh my God, I'm over my head or what am I supposed to do or what's going on? I mean, so I think that's just as important. So they get some comfortability with, okay, now I don't have to worry about that. I will worry about Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. But I don't have to worry about, hey, where do I eat my meals or where am I going to sleep? Where's the hotel at? How do I get to the ice sheet from the locker room? Like all of those little details. My late my skate lace broke. Who do I see? All of those things will be covered this week. So it's incredibly important, but it's not incredibly important on the hockey side. Don't overstate the hockey side. This guy's going to make the team in July because he's not. Nope. They're just not. Mm-hmm. But. I do think from the fan perspective, at least, you know, coaches aren't evaluating on ice performance, but it is fun for the fans to see these players play for the first time. Obviously, the scouts have traveled around the world to see them play, um, especially for the not all 10 will be there, but for the 10 picks in this year's draft, you know, it's the first opportunity for fans to get to see them on the ice. So there, there is some some fun in that, at least from the fan perspective. And I don't think... Uh, there's going to be odds for the black and white game on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, I'll have to evaluate the rosters and I'll give my pick later in the week. I'm just kidding. Um, but there's plenty else you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to check it out. Um, you can bet on NHL team futures. You can bet on World Junior team futures. Some of the Coyotes prospects are part of those World Junior camps so you might see some kind of prospects on world junior teams so really exciting stuff coming up even though it's the off season even though it's the summer there's still tons you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook app um, not just for hockey but of course everything else there's so much stuff to bet on so be sure to check it out and when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code PHNX and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details um it's actually a big week in the NHL there's a lot of important dates coming up so let's just quickly go over them we're gonna dive more into free agency over the next few days here as it kicks off on wednesday but a couple other dates that people should note um today at five eastern so two arizona time that took me a second um qualifying offers are due to restricted free agents and craig who are the coyotes rfas yeah the well we already know that Cole Holtz is not going to be uh, tendered an offer uh, Tucson defenseman. I don't think Kyle Capobianco is going to get one either. So those guys will be most likely moving on. There's always a chance still that you can negotiate at a lower expected contract. But with with guys like that, I think they'll probably be moving on. Yosef Kojanash, uh, even though he signed a two-year deal in the Czech Republic, 
the Coyotes wanted to maintain his rights, so they're going to qualify him and, and of course, the other guys that are the, the key guys on the list that you would expect all along. Um, Lawson Krause, Barrett Hayton, Christian Fisher, Cam Deneen. Those are all guys that the Coyotes want to be a part of their future. So those, that, like you said, uh, two and a half hours from now, actually, uh, the, the, those lists will be out officially. But, yeah, I, I, I would obviously be surprised if any of those four names that I just mentioned were not on the list. Of course, contract negotiations continue for Lawson Kraus. Bill Armstrong has said that's just a process. He loves him. He's he's pretty much Bill Armstrong's prototypical player, right? So Lawson Kraus, I, I think they would like to be a, a part of this franchise's future. And, we'll, and Barrett Hayton as well. Christian Fisher, they love his energy. So we'll just have to wait um, until those become official. Yes, and by the way, congrats to Lawson Krauss on his engagement um, yeah. <laughs> this week to in, in Paris. So that's awesome to see, but it, really exciting. Could be a big summer for Lawson Krauss. Um, really, really good. Yep. And then uh, tomorrow on July 12th, RFAs can be contacted for offer sheet discussion. Um, we'll see if we get any offer sheets around the NHL this year. Those are always fascinating. Rare. <laughs> They're very rare. Yes, but we've seen them in the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Um, also, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern, um, the first buyout window closes. And then at midnight tomorrow night, or 11.59, UFAs lose their ability to re-sign for eight years. Um, so if they don't choose to re-sign, they can no longer then sign for the max. Um, we'll get into more free agency stuff, like I said, later in the week. And then, of course, Wednesday, July 13th at noon eastern nine arizona time it's the ufa and rfa signing period that opens so big week ahead lots of important things to keep your eye on um what do you i mean i don't want to get into it because we're going to preview it we're going to talk about nhl free agency we're going to see what the coyotes do but there's some really interesting free agents this year yeah, just the Coyotes aren't going to be in on them. Nope. <laughs> That's what just yeah, but it's like interesting, that. though. We said that if you look at the draft and the first round specifically, the most active team throughout those one through 32 picks by far was the Arizona Coyotes. Not only did they have the three picks, they had two trades. They were moving. They were acquiring incredibly exciting free agency. They're not driving the bus. There'll be a, they might be a passenger on the bus, and they might get a few things coming their way, but it's not – them that's driving that conversation like Cassian like you pick up a player like Cassian to get assets Uh, do I think they still need to fill out their roster yeah I do like they're still they're still going to have to acquire players now does that mean they're going to get UFAs I I think they probably will have to to get you know you have 20 guys on the ice 23 man roster you're probably going to get a UFA or two but it's not going to be the guys that you're reading on the ticker at TSN no. going, Hey, it's the top 10 guys. It's not. Van Kane. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. not coming here. Yeah. yeah. One day, maybe one day. Um, the other thing I would say, if you, if you, you look at Bill Armstrong's recent history, I mean, that's all he has with the coyotes, of course. Um, they still want to take on some more of those contracts, those Zach Cassian type contracts, but he'll play the waiting game. He'll be patient. You get closer to camp teams, get a little more desperate to move those sorts of things. So he can add assets that way. I think in many ways, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with their RFAs and then maybe a guy like Anton Strawman if he ends up signing a contract to come back. But as you get deeper and deeper into the free agent process and guys start looking for a home, they get a little more desperate and, you know, the ask comes down. So the Coyotes might not have to spend as much as they had to on, again, free agents who already aren't 
being hotly pursued, but now are just really looking for a job. So he, he's been very patient in the past. I don't see any reason why he would change that approach because it's been effective for him. Yep. Yeah. Did you see the comment, Craig? Yeah. Castle. Coming back here. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a hard no, but, but, but the other thing you talked about too is, is another Zach Cassian type contract move where you're looking at a team that's looking at some of these free agents that, that are going to cost them a little more and they need to free up some cap space that they currently retain yeah. and they need to move a player. Well, there's a team that has a lot of cap space and is willing to take that on for the right price and that's the Arizona Coyotes. Would I be surprised to see that happen on free agent day? No. Like I, they're one of the few teams, and, and look out for Chicago. Their tank is on full speed. Ooh, they're coming for the Coyotes. They're coming hard yeah. for Connor Bedard. Yeah, that is a that that is a, a central collision yeah. course for sure. And that so there's two teams now that are relieving cap space that have some room. I don't think Chicago is going to take on any bad contracts, but they do need the picks. So. Arizona, I think it's a perfect mix. Be patient, wait, because Bill Armstrong has shown he can do that. He's done it in the past to get the right deals, to get the right players. He's built this team by taking bad contracts and getting draft picks in. And not just, you look at the contracts he brought in, they were guys that played and contributed. And you talked about Antron Strawman, Gostas Bear, um, Beagle, like Erickson, all these guys. It was great. It was He did it the right way, built through 20 experienced players on the ice, mostly experienced NHL players on the ice, got assets, and now he's starting to build from there. I would think that is much more likely to see them acquire another one or two bad contracts Absolutely. over the next week than it would be for them to make a splash in the UFA market. Yeah, Bill Armstrong hasn't hidden from that. I mean, he said that outright, that that's what he wants to do, and there will be more opportunities as the summer passes along. Or like you said, Petey, if someone really needs to move some money to bring in a free agent, okay, Bill Armstrong, let's talk, and what's it going to cost me? So, yeah, th those are the things to watch. One word on Chicago, by the way, I mean, wow. Alex DeBrincat's gone. Dylan Strom won't be qualified. Dominique Kubalik is going to be gone. Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc is gone. And listen, at the trade deadline, if not sooner, Patrick Kane is probably going to be gone. I wonder if even if Chicago will retain some salary, if somebody might be able to or willing to take a flyer on Jonathan Taves for the remainder of his contract, you know, that short term of contract, because still here's a guy with just oodles of playoff experience was just such a great performer them in their heyday. You could move him down the lineup, like make Jonathan Taves your third line center for a cup contender. But Chicago is coming hard for Connor Bedard. And I got to say, even as a guy who grew up in Chicago, what if conspiracy theorists want to uh, fire things up here, man, if Chicago gets the top overall pick, if they get Connor Bedard with this one year of tanking, oh, we're just going to drop this year like Montreal did and get the top overall pick. And not to mention all the, all the ugly baggage associated with the Blackhawks right now. Man, that would be a tough, tough look for the league for Chicago to just jump in. Here we are. We got bad for a year, and we get Connor Bedard. Come on, Gary. Gary loves the Coyotes. Can't let it happen, come Gary. On, Can't let on, it happen, Gary. Blake or Bill Daly. Can't let it happen. Craig, does, does Dylan Strome become an Arizona Coyote? No. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen <laughs> oh. it in the chat. I've oh. seen it in the Discord. Yeah, no. That would yeah, be no. How does yeah, Dylan Strome fit Bill Armstrong's no. profile, no. other than that he's relatively tall? Yeah, he's tall. How? How does he feel Bill Armstrong? Yeah, I just, I, I just, this isn't the right time and the right place for Dylan Strom. It just isn't. So I, I don't think that's, that's, that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. No. 
We need uh we need the new hashtag for it was wrong for right, which is hilarious. That you don't like mine? The following coming hard, hard for coming coming hard for Connor Bedard. Yeah. Oh, there's oh, Wiley Coyote. His show just got a lot better. <laughs> What's yeah, up, I'm Wiley? babysitting now. I'm babysitting Wiley right now because usually Wiley's mom is here taking care of Wiley and keeping Petey. him away from the show. Petey, oh. it's your dog, Petey. You don't babysit your own dog. You don't? No. Nobody. Oh, that's what I'm doing because he is—he is not having it. When she leaves, Aww. he just has nothing to do Aww. with me. Hey, Wiley. All he does is look for her. That's Hi, all Wiley. He's doing. Look Where is that. Wiley? He's a good he's travel so companion, cool. aren't you, Wiley? Okay, Aww. so that was the—that was the ah moment of the show. Well, Sorry, Petey, buddy. Petey, since since you drove, did you pack a cooler of Four Peaks with you? <laughs> I didn't, but I will say this. We, we can talk about Four Peaks, and I know that's where we're going. I get it. You guys missed out on that whole thing. I know. I'm sad. We got to do – you missed – I don't know if you've seen it. It's a four-hour show, so clearly you, you take didn't shots? watch the whole thing. Well, they gave us the beer testers for Christmas in July. It's Christmas in July right now at Four Peaks, so they've got – they've brewed two beers, especially for Christmas in, in July. So we get these little tasters of beer, and oh, my goodness. Like, why aren't we doing all our shows from there? They did, great. by the way, Craig, and you're missing this, pumpkin porters on tap yep. on Wednesday. Oh, yep. I'm coming Just home, Just one baby. day only. I'm coming home Friday. One what? Day only. One yep. day? So somebody the, get me a growler? Somebody hook me up with a growler. A pumpkin they were porter. great. The chicken chicken fingers, as we talked, chicken tendies, elite. It was a great experience. They were so helpful there. It was fantastic. Beer was great. Event was great. Location was great. Everything at Four Peaks was phenomenal. That's cool. And thank you for doing that, Petey, because that was a that was a marathon. That was, it, we, was somebody like said three hours. Marathon, buddy. <laughs> I did say somebody said three hours. And oh yeah, you can get up and you can go eat. No, you can't. Nope. No, you don't. You sit there and you have Did those, Sean not get up once? He didn't get up once. And we had those flashbacks, the first round flashbacks. Oh yeah, we'll play those. Those are a minute. Like, what can you do in a minute? So oh yeah, I'll, I'll eat during the show. No. I sure didn't. And that, so that was, that was a problem. But, and I tell you, we got to see a lot of people. during the show. I did drink during the show. I, I did do that. And there were a lot of great PHNX uh, members there. It was, it was really cool. It was, it was a good experience. And I will say Sean, unbelievable amount of heavy lifting that he had during that show. Emma and Shane behind the scenes, phenomenal how much stuff they had to juggle. It was just easy to turn on the mic and talk. So it was, it was a great experience. Glad we did it. It is really long though, man. It was long. <laughs> on a related note, Petey, um, I got a little bit of flack from Leah and Jacob about the Shein show at uh, Santa show. They were yeah. underwhelmed. I don't think they were blown away by them. So, but did, you know, it's, Again, it's not that we didn't say it's the best food you're going to eat in Montreal. It's it's legendary. It's, it's part like, of the lore of I, I know, and I get it. It's like how I'm obsessed with Tim Hortons, but like Tim Hortons isn't elite cuisine. It's just Un unlike Four Peaks Chicken Strips, which I think I sold all of you on after yeah, you tried. No, that, that was not undersold. They're that was not incredible. undersold. But no, Shane Show, and truthfully, the Shane Show is about the bread. It's about the bun. It's buttered on both sides. It's toasted. The meat on the inside is nothing. So, it's cheap. So night one, they had the bread. Day two, they must have run out because, by the way, it was like 50 people in the line every Ooh. time you wanted to get one. So day two, it was not the legendary bun. It was a bun that was way too long for the hot dog. Wow. It was not the same. And I did see the first night because I was like, oh, this is unique. It's a little bit different than what a normal hot dog bun yes. was. But day two, no. 
No, it's so like a baby. grilled piece of grilled cheese wrapped around, but the bread is what makes it. So I'm sorry that you did not get yeah, the good experience. I, I did have it on the first night, but I was so busy that I was eating so that I wouldn't pass out. Like I didn't, I wasn't really enjoying it, taking the time to enjoy it. So Petey, um, you heard about all the Air Canada trials that we had, and they've, some, they've canceled like some something like ten thousand flights over the next two months because they don't have any staff, but they still had their flights scheduled for some bizarre reason. Um, beyond that, though, and beyond the rail strike, which we just heard about with Lee, apparently <laughs> there's a oh yeah. So go ahead. our our friend that we made on the plane there, um, Effin Birds on Twitter, if you know of him, he and he was on our show last week. Yep. Um, he's from Toronto, so he booked a train from Montreal to Toronto to get home, and it was announced that there would be a rail strike. <laughs> so, once again, curse. <laughs> I'm telling Canada you. was crumbling while we were there. Crumbling. Not only that, Rogers, I don't <laughs> yep. know if it was a cyber attack, we had no Wi-Fi at the arena. The Wi-Fi just kept going out at the arena at Central Bell during the NHL draft. A really good time to lose your Wi-Fi. There's, I don't know what was going on with Rogers, but the the entire infrastructure of Canada was crumbling while we were there. So I just have, you know, I have a mild suggestion for the the National Hockey League. We know that I like to advise Gary Bettman on this show from time to time. He never takes my advice, but I, I do it anyway. Let's just stick with the U.S. for a little while, okay? Let's stick with the U.S. for drafts and uh, award shows and whatever whatever else you've got going on. Let's stick with the U.S. for a little while and until Canada gets it all sorted out. Can can we just do it in the middle of the country too? Can we just put it like right up the corner? Like, like maybe Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, just in the middle of the country. Everybody can kind of get, if you have to drive, you can drive. Or I hate to say it because you guys had such a good time. We you did have can a do it virtually time. again. No. Like, isn't that just easier? No. No. It's not as fun. By the way, okay. by the way, Caleb, I'm not putting your uh, comment disparaging Tim Hortons on the screen. I see it, but I'm not Whoa. putting it on the screen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know what else I've had up here, Leah? I've had uh, real maple syrup in New England. Craig has been sending me photos of maple syrup. <laughs> today for lunch. Today for lunch, guys. I, I got to get the name of this place right because it's it's a good name. It's good branding. They don't have a social media presence, which I think is a mistake because they could take advantage of opportunities like this. But I went to Bailey's Lobster Pound today where they have both soft shell and hard shell lobsters. And I had a lobster roll and oh my mm. God, oh my God, fresh lobster right out of the water, which I can see from my buddy's house. So. Yeah, you get lobster, we get corn. Brian Brown, I like the Benji, Minnesota for the draft. I'm in right, right by Paul and Babe. We could do we can, we can stay at the Peters family house. <laughs> Hell yeah, come on in. It's a lot easier to get to than Montreal. By the way, did you see the Waka Waka's comment before, Leah, and who I sound? And do you know who that is? Do you know John C. McGinley? No. Um, office space. Do you see the way, movie Office Space? Craig wow. was dying all weekend, by the way, of me not knowing a ton of stuff. <laughs> we, we, we had a like a music uh, playlist everywhere we were, airport, wherever no, we were. No we idea. had a playlist from yours and my era. Peter. It was no amazing. Music. I, I look up, and this is big music. We're talking about major artists. I look up the nope, just blank no. stare. But like, I knew the songs. I just didn't know the sure, artists. I just didn't know saying. I just didn't know Al Green or Marvin Gaye or I wow. Know, I know who they are. I just okay. It was, uh, it was, uh, well, I'm glad, Leah. I really am glad you made it back. I'm really glad you made it safe. I'm glad you guys went and had the life experience. I know the travel. I said this before on the show. Craig might, might have missed it. I know that travel day was one of the worst days ever. I, I know it was miserable, but five years from now, that's all you're going to talk about. 
is what a horrible day at getting there. All the people we met, all the things we had to do this. It's going to become a great story the longer it goes on. It still is. It's already a great story. And and also the fact that what we have in common with Logan Cooley is that we both had trouble getting to the draft by air. So and he had to drive. Yeah, he had to drive. Ten hour drive in a van, but he slept the whole way. But he slept the whole way. He said. Um, Anyway, I this is going to be so non-connected now because we just went down a, a long road Rabbit but hole. if you're going to enjoy four peaks four like peaks. i probably will today later at the end of this day because it was just a stressful week um 21 and over enjoy responsibly craig your neutral zone is published today kind of r- tying up all the loose ends from the draft some great stuff there what else is on the docket at gophnx.com well free agency preview and really just tracking free agencies to see what the coyotes do even if it's if, even it's just the RFAs or maybe bringing back one of their guys, that's what I'll be dialed in on this week. And then we'll just have to watch. This may be, like like PD alluded to, this may be a slow trickle for the Coyotes in terms of free agency because they'll, they're going to play the waiting game with some of these guys, I'm sure. Yep. Well, become a member at gophnx.com. If you missed all of Craig's stories, um, tons of stories. I think there was something every single day last week. So sometimes a, more than one. <laughs> sometimes more than one. So become a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker. PD's wearing his PHNX hat right now. So you can get that from the PHNX locker. Um, try your first month just 50 cents if you want to do month to month. And join our members only Discord Join the family. It's the off season, but still five days a week of Coyotes content. So stay tuned. Um, I'm heading to development camp tomorrow. So if anyone is there, come over and say hello. Wear your PHNX gear, and we'll have some uh, some video from development camp coming soon. Any final notes before we head out? Hmm. I'll be doing the next show from Minnesota. Yeah, Petey's on the move. I'm going to stay put. I'm going to stay put here in Portland for a little while. Enjoy the. I talked to Stanley. I told Stan to look you up tomorrow and make sure he says hi. So okay. Well, I'll make some other calls. I can make sure everybody takes care of you and make sure you get all everything you need tomorrow to that that dev camp. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow PHNX Coyotes on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and follow PHNX Sports across. All social platforms, including subscribing on YouTube, so you never miss a show. We'll have an audio episode tomorrow previewing free agency. We'll have a live show on Wednesday reacting to free agency. And then hopefully on Thursday, we'll have some Coyotes moves to talk about. So more to come. The the schedule is our show schedule is posted on our Twitter. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow.